0: Right, hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Pastor Plex Podcast. Chris, are you ready?
1: I am ready. Let's do this.
0: All right. So this week in our sermon, you talked about politics and Jesus.
1: Yeah, that was super fun and uh, creates a lot of tension when you start off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Coming, on, coming in hot. So our first <laughs> question is, in the U.S., since we have separation of church and state, is it right for Christians to to legislate our moral views?
1: That is a great question. Now, first off, um, here's the thing that you gotta remember. Everybody is legislating a morality. So don't let anyone confuse you by saying whenever there's a legislature, they are saying what is right and what is wrong, which in a sense is what is moral. Okay, and you could say, no, 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 Chris, listen, if you file your taxes not at the right time, that's against the law. But is it moral? And I would say, yeah, it's moral. You are robbing the government of the services, or rather, you are not paying the government for the service they have rendered. So therefore, yes. Or what about, um, is it necessarily moral uh, where you drive on the road? That's something that is legislated. Well, yeah, if if they say you must drive on the right side of the road and you drive on the wrong side of the road, then you are a hazard. Now, it may not be like, moral in terms of like if there were no other people but now that you're in a society now therefore it is moral so hopefully that kind of clarifies that and then into the reality since jesus is is king then everything is um, a matter of how we're obeying our king Mm -hmm. and remember we come as representatives of another kingdom to earth and we're supposed to be praying your kingdom come your will be done on earth as in heaven now this the challenging part comes with when people don't agree on what is right and what is wrong. Uh huh. Now, Christians should be looking to influence uh culture, should be looking to influence uh lawmaking, uh, and to to for if we really believe that God's design is what is best for society and culture. This is the problem, right? This is the problem that, that you, you're faced with is because you're going to be dealing with people who go, well, that's just your opinion. To which we'd say, well, yeah, that's your opinion. But your opinion, you would say, is that my opinion, let's say a non-Christian person, is that the society is best run this way. And then when I say, as a Christian, I feel that society is designed by God and it's best run this way, somehow, for some reason, we are sort of blown off as being uh, religious extremists looking to impose a draconian view of God on other people. But re- the reality is, where is that person getting their moral right and wrong from? which, which it's not just personal. They're wanting to impose whatever that right and wrong is on other people. Mm-hmm. So therefore they're saying it's universal. And so that's where it becomes a really challenging thing, which is why we should all be involved in politics uh, because we should have uh, the ability to influence the culture so that the culture knows what is right and wrong based off of law. Now, inevitably, Mm -hmm. people are going to come to things like um, strip clubs. All right, let's just go strip clubs. Um, I'm not a fan of strip clubs in the sense that um, uh, I'm not going and participating in strip clubs and I think that they do harm to our society. Mm -hmm. I think that they are... They're a place for sex trafficking. They're a place for darkness. I think that sin, and, and then you're like, well, Chris, now you're getting into moral things. Okay, they go to places where women can get hurt. They go to places where men can leave their wives. They are not a good thing for the betterment of society. Now, what do I? How do I even know what a betterment of society is? Mm-hmm. It comes from that God has called us to live, to love one another to uh, build up one another. And so since I believe that about God, that he wants the best for our culture as a whole, then so therefore I would say strip clubs probably aren't the best thing for us. Now, at the same time, I also understand that um, telling people that they can't do something inevitably makes them want to go and do it some more. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so at the same time, and there are people that, um, so although I feel like, there, that is not good for the society at large, and I would like to not have them there. I do understand that there are people who are going to do evil and dark things, and so what? Uh, for a lot of cities have done, they've sort of put that they push those to uh, places like uh, well, uh, well Wells Branch, honestly, yep. uh, where there's three of them around in the neighborhood, and that's because that they are outside of taxational jurisdiction, mm-hmm. uh, where the city of Austin. They said, hey, you can build your uh, strip club as long as it's over here, and it's not yeah. going to mess with uh, people for the most part unless Wells Branch lives there, and that's another thing. So then that becomes an opportunity for us to minister, and that's that's a whole other deal. But, okay, so strip clubs is one thing. You're like, okay, I could see how those aren't exactly beneficial for people, and uh, they may not be what's best. And you are essentially saying... Um, I'm allowing something immoral to happen mm-hmm. so that I don't create a place where they go do it and it's unregulated. And this becomes this becomes where uh, church and state really need to get on the same page. Uh, because there are some things that are immoral um, and need to be completely banned, like murder. Like yeah. murder is always bad. Um, but something like a strip club, it's probably going to happen um, In in terms of, Uh, the woundedness is not something that you can sort of measure as far as number of people dead or um, people that are uh, in sex trafficking, but rather Mm -hmm. it's really kind of the measure of the darkness of the soul. And so that becomes something very difficult for us to kind of put a measurement on. All right. Mm -hmm. All that to say is that that would be something that uh, government comes together and they say, listen, this is probably going to happen anyway Mm -hmm. if we are not, going to regulate it or put it somewhere where um, it can be legal uh, but not right. See, this is the part of like, okay, it's legal. And I'm not legally saying that that's a moral thing to do. But because I know you're going to do it anyway, I want to regulate it to make sure people are as safe as possible. Okay, so then we get into gay marriage. Now, I'm, now all of a sudden, I'm, I'm in a spot where it's hot water.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Now here's, and here's why this is hot water. because Because does gay marriage... If I believe that there is a God <clears throat> who's designed human beings, men and women, mm-hmm. uh, to operate in their manness or womanness, uh, to be complementary to one another, then there couldn't be a place for gay marriage, right? That you would say you would want to make sure that the culture and society didn't have that. Well, clearly, uh, people were doing it anyway, and so this sort of this process formalized. Now, one thing I would say is I wish they didn't call gay marriage marriage because I feel like marriage it's like borrowing a religious term for a civil thing. Yep. So uh, marriage is a institution of the church type thing, whereas a civil union, that is perfectly secular and perfectly okay. So although I disagree with the word choice, um, I do think that you're not going to force people to marry somebody um, that is of the opposite sex if they're not down for it. Although you you could say that you are not allowed to participate in business. It's for the furtherment of our culture, which is true. All those things are true. A, a society that has heterosexual marriage at its core and at its base, I think, is better and stronger in developing families and uh, growing uh, people up. But because sin is an actual thing, and we don't want to create, we want to create a place where um, uh, we could have a dialogue about this. Now, I still, this is a part where I. Um, depends on, my, on the day where I'm going to land on it. But I, I feel like as a society, as a culture, gay, gay marriage is, is not good. Uh, at the same time, I'm not going to go out there on, on street corners and uh, shout it down every week because I think that does no good either. So um, it becomes a place where if, it could, if they could have re- reworded civil unions, I probably would have no problem with it. I would just be like, sounds good. But because they've stolen a church word, I get sort of offended by it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, please stop stealing our labels uh, because we sort of own that. Hopefully, that's sort of, <laughs> hopefully that sort of under. Hopefully, people can wrap their head around that. Um, and as a person who does a lot of ministry with the gay community uh, and have in the past, uh, I understand uh, where a lot of my gay friends were coming from, and I would I would I would use the same argument with my gay friends. It was essentially a roll around the idea that um, they would say, "Chris, I just want to be treated equal. I want to have equality. I want us to be on the same page." I don't think. When you, you say you have a spouse and you're married, I have a spouse and I am married, and I'd say, but you're using a religious term, the very thing that you say you don't want, but why are you trying to mimic something that you hate? Mm-hmm. And that's where usually they get stuck and they say, good point. They say, I just want to be treated equally. Fine, I'll treat you equally. I don't just stop calling it marriage, call it civil union, and we can move forward. Because I do think if you're supporting somebody and um, whether you're having sex with them or not, doesn't even matter. Uh, so for example... Uh, I happen to know a couple sisters that that live together and are Christian and love God and all that, and they needed civil union protections so that they could see each other in hospitals, that they're, um, you know, whenever they die, that whatever they have be left to the other person, there would be no questions about that. They were treated as one person and for many legal things, but you don't need the terminology marriage because then you're messing with. Um, uh, what uh, constitutes a family? Now, mm-hmm. then, people want to get into. Well, Chris, what can gay people adopt kids? And I, honestly, I think that that becomes a place where I think it, it isn't the healthiest thing, but it's probably still going to happen. Am I going to throw up signs saying that this isn't good? Um, maybe.
0: Maybe on that one. Maybe.
1: Okay. I, I. It's a tough one um, because, and I've again, I know uh, children and people have gay parents, and they love both their moms, and it went really well. Uh, but they grew up really confused. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately, is it a good thing for society and culture as a whole if people grow up confused? And their narrative is I've never had a man speak into my life because I've never had a man be in that role. Or I've never had a woman. I haven't gotten to experience the feminine side. And you would say, well, um, well," and this is the problem of transgender. Now I'm going another world yeah, this is a whole
0: you've gone on a I am
1: like on like, deep rabbit trail. Yeah, there. I feel like I probably should stop there. Uh, okay, let's but, <laughs> turn it back in. Let's yeah, turn it let's, back in. Yeah, let's turn it back.
0: So back to the politics side. of yes. We just talked about morals Sorry. and where those come from and yes. the, the absolute truth. So the second question we had on this is, if Jesus is king, why should I even bother voting at all? What does it even matter?
1: Yeah, so this is, gets into um, back to you want to love others. You're like, well, what does loving others have to do with voting? Well, Mm -hmm. if you study the people that are running for office and you, because you were a Christian, you would say, because I'm a Christian and I look at this person, I should vote this way because I think that this person will better our society as a whole because I'm supposed to be. This goes back to Jeremiah 29. I'm supposed to be looking out for the welfare of the city, the shalom of the city, the prosperity of the city. Uh, Because for... First Peter, when Peter wrote the letter to the church, he called us exiles three different times, and he was referring to we were like exiles of the Babylonian exile when the Jews were sent to Babylon for 70 years. They were supposed to live for the best of say In the good of the city was their good. And I think that translates for us today that in the good of government, in the good of civic relations, in the good of uh, racial justice, in all of cultural interaction, when we we're looking for the good of that, Then ultimately we're looking for the good of this welfare, which ultimately points to our good, which then ultimately points to the city's good. And that gets back to this thing of um, if we love people and we want what's best for them, then the way we vote, which is informed and not just like parroting somebody who said something somewhere, Mm -hmm. then then you research it, you take part in it, and you do vote. So, and we're going to talk about that this week.
0: We are. So that's this coming week's sermon topic. Mm-hmm. Now, our follow-up question, um, I'd like you to do a preview of two weeks from now's yes. sermon. Yes. So here's our follow-up question. Is How do we remain in good standing with other Christians who hold political views that are counter-biblical? Uh,
1: this goes back to pretty much everything we've been talking about. You have to do it in love. I know that sounds ridiculous. But John 17 says, um, I pray, you know, not just for these here, meaning his disciples, the ones that were physicalists who become apostles, but also those who would follow um, based on their word, that they would be one as as you and I, Jesus and God the Father are one. They want, he wanted unity. Why? So that the world would know that God sent Jesus. That's amazing. And so because of that, That means we're going to have different viewpoints. Now, guess what? We have different viewpoints on sanctification, like how a person grows more set apart and becomes more conformed to the image of Christ. We have uh, differences over um, if you can choose your salvation or if you're chosen, the Arminian versus Calvinist. And somehow, well, at least nowadays, uh, 20 years ago, maybe this would have been a more vehement argument. But now we can talk about those things. Mm And we can agree to disagree and we can say, okay, that's your take on that. As long as you're within a Christian worldview and your standing is biblical, then that is a great place to be. Now, what what ends up happening, I think an Arminian is wrong. Uh, However, I do think he is using the Bible the best of his ability and the Holy Spirit has inspired him. Now, this is the part that gets really tough for us. Is the person with their counter view, for example, if a person says, um, I'm a Christian and because I'm a Christian, I'm a capitalist. And then you have another Christian who says, I'm a Christian and because I'm a Christian, I'm a socialist. Mm-hmm. or I'm a Christian because I'm a Christian, uh, I'm a communist. okay So you've got three different forms of government there. And the capitalists would say, well, look when at one point you know God is sort of looked at as like a landowner and he pays the wages whatever he wants. There's no um, collective bargaining, there's no labor unions, they just get whatever they get and one guy gets paid. He works way harder and gets paid the same amount as a guy that works nothing. And see, capitalism—it's you can pay whatever you want, and workers' rights are really—they're just kind of low priority. And you get what you pay for. You sign up for what you pay for. There is no collective bargaining, etc. Okay. Then you've got somebody that is like maybe on a communist and say, no, no, you got to put the worker first. It's not the landowner. Uh, and so you, then they would—they would come up like, listen, everyone shared Acts two forty-two. Uh, through 47. They shared everything that they had in common, which then the Catholics say, yeah, but nobody put a gun to the head and forced them to that. Okay, so but there's this reality that people are saying we should be striving for an ideal, and if the ideal is something we have to put a gun to somebody's head for, isn't that God's design? And you could go back to the Hebrew of the word subdue the earth from Genesis, and that means put the, you know, that actually translated from the Hebrew word "kabosh," like put the kabosh on somebody. And so you can say, well, now <laughs> therefore, that's how we do it. We subdue the earth, we make men, uh, I don't want to say slave to the system, but because we know what God's design is, and we feel like this is best, and therefore that's how we should institute our government. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think I would agree with that, but I could, I could see how they argued it, and so at some point, I'd have to love them enough to say, I disagree with you, but I can see where you're getting that biblically. Now, if they're way off course, then at some point you either correct them uh, with some Bible, or you dismiss them with them being just crazy, because there's lots of stuff that can kind of go kind of wazoo. <laughs> uh and but th- what i mean by that is at some point you go i don't think you understand the condition of the human heart and there is a place of i don't think you are biblical and so therefore mm-hmm. you treat them as an unbeliever and you just love them and listen and go oh that's sweet and you kind of move on not that you're just gonna pat them on the head and say they're there now but at some point you gotta understand that arguing don't waste your pearl among swine might be a better put it yeah and not that they're saying people are pigs but i am saying that it might not be the best use of your argument
0: Yeah, not a battle that you could win. Right. All right, well, that is all we have for now, everyone. We hope to see you this coming Sunday, and thanks for listening.